0: it's monday and we all know what that means by now i kevin eustace get to talk to you the listener about ghosts because that's exactly how the show works and don't forget guys i haven't given this out in a while it feels like anyway if you've got a scary story please make it about ghosts if you can i mean if it's about ufos i'm open to it or monsters send it in to contact at talk and what i'll do you see is i'll read it out for that's the transaction that we all agree with so what's new well we have a moth infestation i mentioned this on patreon on a patreon show yesterday and several people got in touch to say deal with your moths because they'll eat you out of house and home they will and um my dad gave me some spray i was saying this yesterday also um and it did make me laugh because on the side of the tin it was a spray to get rid of moths now don't get me wrong i'm an animal lover am i an insect lover oh Am I a moth lover? No, because they're made of dust. That's all they are, they're dust. And they go to light, towards the light. They're constantly in the stages of death. Head towards the light, okay. So, you know. Anyway, it says, watch on the side of the tin. It says, be careful using this around marine life or like fishes within a tank. It doesn't say it's fatal. Now, this was the thing that really tickled me. It doesn't say it's fatal to the fish. It says this will cause long-lasting effects to the fish. Which really made me laugh. One, because goldfish only last about, like, what? I have no idea. Insert time. Well, ours, when we were kids, about three months, we'd always come back from your nans and they'd be on the table. Be like, has it jumped out of the bowl? Anyway, maybe that was a ghost. No, it was a mad fish. But this is my point. Apparently using the spray doesn't really hurt the fish. But over time, they'll do things like, I forgot why I'm here. I forgot why I'm here. Because, you know, long-term effects. Anyway, it really made me laugh. So, what are we going to do today? Well, I'll tell you. We have all of the wonderful things to get through that we usually do. We've got, of course, me saying thank you to the Patreons via song. Then we're going to do a review, where I review the paranormal so you don't have to. Insert laughter, because it doesn't make sense. And then, of course, we do your true listener ghost stories. And finally, we go to that dark and dingy. It's not dingy. It's actually quite nice. It's a new house. Anyway, we go to the dark corner where Becca resides, and we talk about stuff that's paranormal that's been posted onto Reddit. And that is the format of the show, and I hope we're all in agreement that sounds like a good show. But before we do all that, in the spirit of recent news events, like the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial, I would like to submit to you some evidence I recorded during an actual live Patreon podcast that i done. Yes, this is the case of Eustace versus The neighbor's Cat. And I say to you, the jury, that I was just going about my day-to-day business, recording a podcast, stroking a cat. Next thing, she attacked. Now, she denies this because she's a little kitten. But of course, I had it all on tape. And this, Your Honour, is the evidence. I'm just trying to make a coffee, my girl. She's so lovely. Ow! what was that for? Why did she do that? Tell you what, you don't deserve them dreamies. I'm just proud for you. I think, Your Honour, the evidence speaks for itself. We have one very naughty neighbour's cat. Yes, we do. NC and the Doc, stay tuned for updates. That'll probably be it, to be honest. And um, she'll be found guilty and given lots of dreamies because we're absolute mugs. Anyway, let's move on to the first part of the show where we, of course, need to thank our wonderful Patreons who keep the show afloat. Now, they, of course, all have the luxury of hearing about that court case through the week. And if you want to join them and get access to over 200 Patreon-only podcasts to binge at your leisure, and, of course, two extra podcasts each and every week... The patreons only, go over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. And also as a little addition, I also say thank you via the medium of song. And this week we have three wonderful new Patreons. We have Sizzling Turpin, Amanda H and Jennifer. And this is for you. The guitar is well and truly out. And this, let's go a bit country, eh? Why not? Here we go. Sizzling Turpin, Amanda H. You've signed up to the Patreon today Jenny, Jenny, Jennifer You've signed up to the show's on cause of you And I wanna say I did it on both a falsetto, a very dodgy falsetto, and a seventh chord, of course, because that's what we do here on Windtag. Yes, we do. Anyway, thank you, guys. Don't forget, if you want to become a Patreon and get loads of additional hours of nonsense and content and laughter, hopefully, and some spook too, go over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. Now, let's have a paranormal review, shall we? So it is time for that paranormal review where I review so you don't have to. Not that, you know, you probably want to review anything paranormal and show it to people. But maybe you do. I don't know. Go for your life. Anyway, that's what I'm going to do right now. And I'm going to review... You know the way I like to go into YouTube and find little channels that show ghost clips? It's one of those reviews today. And it's a channel called... Get a pen. It's not called Get a Pen. That would be weird. But it's a channel called Bizarre Bub. Bizarre, how you'd spell bizarre. And then B-U-B. All one word. And it shows a collection. It's how frequent is it? It's maybe every fortnight. They put out a collection of 10 of the most terrifying videos they've found online in the last seven days, or 14 days, if you will. And it's actually really good. They do share a lot of content that I don't see on other channels like say, Spooks or Nuke's Top 5. Yes, there's a bit of crossover and a little bleed through. But not often, if I'm being perfectly honest. And it's a really I often put it on. It's about 30 minutes long each video. So Genuinely, you know, if you're into the paranormal and you've got time to kill, a couple of hours, and you're like, "What am I going to do there?" Get on YouTube, search bizarre bulb or search nukes. Any of these streamers where they show ten clips. Some of them are really good and worth your time. Some of them obviously aren't. They're absolutely blag. They're really fake. But some of them are genuinely good. So go check it out. Bookmark it in your phone. That's what I do with my little links that I like to watch. And I review them every week to see if there's been any updates. I suggest you do the same if you're a paranormal fan because you'll bloody love it. Anyway, go and search for Bizarre Bob on YouTube. I think you'll enjoy it. Two thumbs to the sky. Yes, it's my favourite time of the week, where we get to listen to your true listener ghost stories. And when I say favourite time of the week, of course, I mean up until I say something else is my favourite time of the week. Because I'm finickety. What can I say? Anyway, we've had an email from Brandy, and she writes... Hi Kevin. Hi. Becca. Hi. And the neighbor's cat. The neighbor's cat is deathly silent, because they are in jail for attack. No, here they are. Meow. Anyway, my name is Brandy, and I live in Tyler, Texas. In order to give you a complete picture of the following stories, I have to give you a little background or history. I will try my best to limit this to relevant information in order to understand my ability or gift. I like this already. So this is Brandy's email. We're going to start with the history section and then move into her story. But I'll deliver it all like it was all one story. Yes, I will. I'm are going to start now, in case you're wondering why I'm delaying it. I'm not. But we're going to start now growing up my mother had this ability or gift and where she would be awake but in a dreamlike state of mind and see flashes of events in brackets similar to premonitions even though she had no control over these events clarity or details in brackets as they varied with each occasion if any details matched anything in our family she would immediately reach out and give a warning most of my family didn't believe in this but i did She used to tell me as a child that I may one day inherit her ability and that I should be prepared. I never wanted it, I would just say that much. My real grandfather passed away when I was only three, so I had no real memories of him. Only a few random pictures in my grandmother's house. My step-grandfather was the only grandfather that I have any real memories of. And this is the story of the stormy night... When my gift or ability appeared me and my little brother lived with my grandparents from 1994 to 1998 when i was 13 to 16 years old one saturday night when i was about 13 and my brother was at a friend's house my grandparents decided to go out dancing at first i was excited to have the entire house to myself but shortly after they left it started storming really bad Now normally I love storms, however on this particular night it was terrifying. When the power went out around 9pm, I just decided to go to bed. Laying down in my bed, on one side was a dresser with a large mirror attached to the top and the other side was the double sliding closet doors. Sometime later that night, lightning jolted me from my slumber. As I gazed into my mirror, trying to calm my racing heart, I saw an older man in a light blue suit with white ruffles holding a can of coca-cola instantly I felt calm safe and secure but wanting to prove what my eyes were seeing I rolled over to where he should have been standing yet no one was there chalking this all up to a dream I drifted off back to sleep Sunday morning my grandmother woke me up for breakfast like every morning sitting there i started to explain the odd dream i had of this man to my grandparents as i finished describing his attire and the coke he was holding my grandmother's face went white and she held a finger up to tell me to pause my story she immediately got up from the table and went back to her room puzzled i looked at my grandfather for a clue as to what was happening he just smiled loving and nodded and told me to wait patiently I could hear my grandmother searching for something and a short time later she came back to the table with a Polaroid picture in her hand. When she sat down, she put the picture on the table and slid it over to me. I picked up the picture and saw the exact same man, every detail, precisely as I saw the night before, captured on film. I was so confused as to how she had a picture of the man I dreamt of. And after a few moments of comparing each detail, I asked my grandmother who he was. Holding back tears, she told me this was my real grandfather, three days before he passed away. I tried to rationalise this aloud to her, that maybe I'd seen this picture before, and my subconscious just conjured this memory up to calm me down during the storm. She grabbed my hand sternly, looked me in the eyes and said, You've never seen this picture. Not many people know it even exists At this point, I just smiled Well, I suppose my grandfather was just looking over me while y'all were out dancing Thankfully, this allowed us to move on to another subject Because I was not ready to admit I had some gift or ability Even though it differed greatly from what my mother had In conclusion, this is the first of many things that I've experienced and by far the most comforting. If you decide to read my story, I hope that you and the listeners enjoy it. If you'd like me to send in other instances, please let me know and be prepared for 27 years' worth of events that span the USA as well as Japan. Thank you, Brandy. No, no, thank you, Brandy. Wow, what a story, and as I always say when somebody says, do you want to hear more paranormal stuff? Yes, please. Send it over, Brandy. I don't care if it's 49 pages long. I mean, I know that's not very long. But for someone who doesn't read books, that is very long. But no, Brandy, sincerely, that is an amazing story. And it's fascinating that you've seen, or saw, should I say, your granddad. I know that you say your real granddad. I had a, you know, I'm in a similar boat in that my dad's dad is my real granddad. Patrick, born in Dublin, big Irishman. But he died before I was born and I was brought up. By my, well, not brought up, but you know, brought up with my granddad being my nan's second husband. But similar to what you've said there, there's not many pictures of my biological granddad. So I don't think I'd know him if I fell over him. Again, similar to what you've said, he stood there in the flesh, well, in the ethereal flesh, if you will, all ghostly and the likes. And he's your actual granddad, but you don't recognize him. You just, to the point where you say, a man, there was a man in a suit. And you nan's like, um, so let me go and get this photo, because I think you might have seen your granddad there. Interesting about the can of coke as well, the fact he kind of replicated that image, almost as if to say, describe this to your nan, and I bet she brings out a photo, if that makes any sense. So yeah, I'm all for this story. And Brandy, please do send through any others that you have, which show your gift. And it is a gift, I think. I think you are gifted, Brandy. Our next email comes from April, and I love this, because they put in the subject part of the email, which pops up first, by the way feel free to use our names, that's the name of this email, with a little smiley face, because they know that I'm an idiot who will just start reading and then halfway through it will say, please don't refer to me by my real name, and I'll be like, bugger. So thank you, April. And they write, hello, 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 Kev, hi, Becca, hi. My cat Sebastian says to tell the neighbour's cat meow. Aw, neighbour's cat, meow. Meow. There you go. That was the best I could do of a pretend scene where two cats met each other in the ether. Anyway, I love listening to We Need to Talk About Ghosts. Why, thank you. And I'm anxiously awaiting the new season of The Dark Paranormal. Well, good. Glad. It's out. Go check it out. Thank you. I'm interested in all things paranormal, but I try to maintain a healthy amount of scepticism. When I was growing up, my dad taught me to always be open-minded, but not so open-minded that my brains fall out, I try to follow this advice by practising critical thinking. Very good, April. I would like to share with you a couple of personal experiences that may or may not be paranormal. Well, I'm not going to do them then. I joke, of course, but I have not been able to come up with logical explanations for these experiences that I'm completely satisfied with. Maybe you or Becca will have some insight. Well, let's see. These are April's Tales. I live with my husband and daughter in a rural community in West Virginia in the United States. We live in a smallish ranch-style house that was built in the 1990s. We bought our home from the original homeowners, so we're only the second family to occupy the house. A few years ago, I had a memorable and, as of yet, unexplainable experience at home. I was home alone whilst my husband was at work, and my daughter was at school. Our house has an attached garage with a door that opens into my kitchen. My husband always comes and goes using this kitchen door into the garage. On this particular day, it was late morning or early afternoon, and I was in my bedroom folding laundry. My three small dogs were in the living room on their favourite chair. Our house is small, so with the bedroom door open, I can clearly hear activity going on in the living room and kitchen. As I was folding the laundry, I heard the kitchen door open and close. At about the same time, I heard my dogs jump down from the chair and run into the kitchen. I then heard my husband's heavy footsteps as he walked across the kitchen. We have wood and laminate flooring rather than carpet, so these sounds carry throughout the house. I continued folding laundry, expecting my husband to either call out to me or walk down the hallway. When neither of those things happened, I called out to him. Hello, Lonnie, what are you doing home? I did not get a response. So I walked out of my room and down our short hallway. There was no one in the living room or in the kitchen. Now, it isn't particularly unusual for my husband to come home during the workday. He works a short distance from our house and occasionally comes home to eat or to get a tool from our garage. It would be, however, very unusual for him to come home and leave again without talking to me. I'd not heard the door open and close again, but my dogs were standing in the kitchen, looking at the door and wagging their tails. That is their usual behaviour when they hear my husband's truck outside or hear him coming into the garage. I assumed he'd gone back into the garage and I just hadn't heard the door open again. So... I went out into the garage and no one was there. I walked outside the door of the garage to see if my husband or his truck were in the driveway. But they were nowhere to be seen. I was completely confused. I knew I'd heard the door and heard his footsteps. I was so convinced of this that I went back into the house and called my husband. My husband answered his cell phone and I said, Where are you? His reply... I'm at work. Did you just come home and get a tool or something? I asked. No, I haven't left the shop all morning, was his response. And I knew he was at work because he's a mechanic and I could hear the background noises from the shop. These events took place over a very short period of time, four or five minutes at most. It's about an eight to nine minute drive from our house to the garage where my husband works so he definitely did not have time to come to the house go back out and drive all the way back to work before answering my call i do not believe that i imagined the sounds because at the same time i heard them my dogs responded to them i knew that it was not an intruder because my dogs would have had started barking whatever the dogs heard or saw they didn't feel threatened at all Rather, they acted exactly as they would if my husband or daughter or another family member had come in. I think it might also be important to note that I didn't feel afraid or creeped out or anything either. It was just super weird. Now, fast forward a few years and I've started working outside of my home again since the aforementioned incident took place. My husband and I both work on weekdays, but he has to be at work two hours earlier than I have to be at work. So usually, he's up and gone before I get out of bed in the morning. I have a medication that I take every morning at least an hour before I have anything to eat or drink. So I keep the medication on my bedside table and I set two alarms. One alarm to wake up and take my medicine and a second alarm to get up and get ready for work an hour later. In brackets, I know this sounds like a completely random detail, but you'll understand why it's important later. One morning a few months ago my alarm woke me up at 5:30. I'd been sleeping on my side facing my bedside table. I sat about halfway up and while leaning on one elbow got my pill case and water bottle from my table and took my morning medication. I lay back down because I didn't need to get up for another hour. After I put my head back down on the pillow in brackets I was still lying on my side facing my table My husband reached over and started rubbing my head. There was nothing weird about that because I had gone to bed with a headache the night before and my husband will often massage my head when I get headaches. Then I suddenly realised that my husband should have been getting ready to leave for work by that time. I started to roll over while simultaneously saying, Why are you still in bed? But when I turned round completely, I saw that my husband was not in bed. He wasn't even in the room. I knew my husband couldn't have gotten from the bed into the bathroom in a couple of seconds it took me to roll over. But because my logical brain was trying to find an explanation for what had just happened, I called out to him. Lonnie, are you still here? There was no answer, of course. I glanced over his bedside stand and saw that his hat, phone and wallet were gone. Just as they should be if he'd already left for work. The experience was very weird, almost surreal, but again I didn't feel spooked, I even stayed in bed a while longer. I told my husband about the experience and he insisted that I must have been dreaming, but I don't think I was. I know I turned off my early alarm and had taken my medicine. In the past I have experienced sleep paralysis, hearing voices and feeling as though I was being touched. But this experience was completely different. When I have sleep paralysis, I can't move or make a sound. On this morning, I moved and talked and even took my medicine. I want to reiterate that I did not feel afraid or even creeped out at all during any of these incidents. This isn't because I'm super brave or anything. There have been many situations that have scared me or made me feel extremely uncomfortable but these experiences didn't creep me out at all. I don't know for sure if these are paranormal experiences, but whatever's going on, it's weird but non-threatening. I know this wasn't scary like the stories you usually receive, but I hope you found it interesting. I would also love to hear Becker's thoughts about my experiences. I love your podcast. Thank you for reading my email. April. Why, thank you, April. And what a polite email, too. No, um. Well, you can definitely have my perspective on it. I'm off to see Becca in Reddit Corner shortly, as we all are. So we'll try and get her taken it too. But what I will say is, if it was just the second experience, you know where you felt the rubbing on your face, uh, on your face, on your head, um, and you turned around and it was gone. Genuinely, I would be saying, go to the doctor. That should be everyone's first instinct to do. When they feel like they've been touched or something like that, rule stuff out. You know, I'm not saying it's not paranormal, but the fact that it was coupled with the first story where, you know, the dogs are reacting. You've heard it. The dogs reacted. Don't go to the doctor with that, because he'd be like, what do you want me to do about someone turning up at your house? But yeah, it's that weird line that you've got to tread and it. Rule out anything medical first. And if he says no, you're absolutely fine. Then yeah, you've got paranormal stuff happening in your house. The first one sounds paranormal regardless, in all honesty the only thing i'm not dubious but i'd say have a err on the side of caution with the second story is quite simply because i once seen um i've said this many times i once woke up i could move it wasn't sleep paralysis um but as i was moving i seen the ghost essay in inverted speech marks or inverted commas even um of lorraine woodward who was a a, a baby killer in the uk she'd been in the news all through that like previous months and my brain for whatever reason conjured up her image at the side of my bed and as I'm talking to you now it was as real as anything in this room and I shit myself pardon the, I didn't not literally let's not get vulgar but yeah I absolutely panicked and it was only because I recognized the face that I was like of course it wasn't a ghost why would the ghost of Lorraine Woodward appear at the side of your bed hello I'm a baby girl at Divin chenar she's also from Newcastle now but um but yeah, very strange. So I'm not at all saying that it wasn't paranormal, the second one at least. But yeah, if you've got a full clean bill of health, then you've got ghosties in your house. Oh my God. But that is scary as well. The first one, there is, I'll have to find it. So I'm going to press pause now, one sec. You know what? I've just spent half an hour trying to find the name of this thing and I can't find it. One of you guys might know because this is a paranormal podcast. Yous are all paranormal fans. And help me out here. What is the name? It's a... Uh, like a a Dutch or a Flemish sort of deity, which is a ghost of the living. It's not like a a doppelganger, though. It is the ghost of something that returns home. You hear it returning home from work, basically. So dogs will go nuts, or you'll hear footsteps coming up the path, and then two hours later, the person will arrive home. It's called something like a... It begins with a H or a V. I can't remember, but maybe that's what you experience. It's like a Vatonga or a herbishirricker, I, clearly i'm making words up now this could be offensive but my point is is there's a term for that thing you experienced someone arriving home when it they're not home when they're still at work and yeah and i don't know what it is if somebody can think what it is let us know but sincerely april thank you so much for getting in touch with that story i do believe you've got paranormal stuff going on i would say get checked out like i would say to anyone who says you know i'm hearing stuff or for a felt stuff always the first port to call But do I think there's something paranormal going on? Yes. Yes, I bloody do. Anyway, let's lower the lights, go and get ourselves over to that corner where the sceptical Becca lives. We'll find out what she thinks about April's story, and we'll also ask her to read something from Reddit. She's pulling double duty today. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner with Becca. So, I'm of course with the wonderful Becca. Hello, Becca. Hello. How are you today? I'm
1: okay, how are
0: you? I'm okay, thank you. Now, I've sent you April's email, which I've just read out on the show, but at okay. the end of it, she says she wants Becca's opinion. Uh huh. So, before. And because
1: you have no respect for my working day, down nope. your bounce. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Becca needs you to read this. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. The paranormal always takes precedence <laughs> in this house. Um, so, before we go to your dark and desolate corner of Reddit, um, what make you of that? Is my
1: corner dog and desolate? Well,
0: no, I said this at the start. It's not. It's a nice, nice mm-hmm. and bright. Yeah, new house. Anyway, um, nice. what make you of April's story?
1: Okay. Well, there are two elements. Two elements as as there I are. Um, okay, so the first one, the so the door goes, and she hears all the noises she usually hears when the husband comes in. Yeah. Um, and also, importantly, the dog's response. React exactly. Watch, yeah. Yeah. Um, but no husband. Um, at first I was thinking oh he's definitely just pop back in to get something he said like I, I appreciate you saying no it would be really unusual for him not to speak to me but like if I kind of left oh. Oh. Emma I need to get it sorry so yes sorry about that it's okay
0: so um, so there were two things and I should say mm-hmm. she heard her husband come yes
1: on. I was thinking that's that's just doesn't been popping in because as much as, like I wouldn't come back in the house without greeting you, mm. but if I'd like left my handbag, I left my, you know, if I was in a rush, yeah. i trying to, especially especially if I was working, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I just like pop, literally just kind of open the door, pop in, get yeah. something, and leave. That leave, that would be doable. Um, but in terms when she says that she rings him and he's actually at the site, yeah. that does exactly. rule that out. Um, I mean, houses make noises, don't they? You know, is my kind of take on it. You can hear things that you are absolutely adamant it's this and it's not.
0: But is it strange that you would think it's that and the dogs would think it's that and it's everything acts in the same way?
1: Yeah, but just because it's not what you presume doesn't mean it's ghosts, Kevin.
0: Okay. Well, the second part of that, I've said that always check with the doctor if you feel like you're feeling sensations and stuff. You know what I mean? You're know, like if you someone's yeah. stuck in your head and there's no one there. Check, that's rule out anything surprisingly medical. Surprisingly
1: pragmatic no, computer, no, Yeah, yeah but, Well done.
0: But yeah, but that's the you know obviously. You, yeah. Imagine me. It'd be really bad of me to go. Oh my god, it's a poltergeist. <laughs> yeah. and I go turns out no, it's really something terrible. Um, yeah. But if a complete medical clean bill of health is given, mm. then what do you make of that? Um. Yeah. No, it's another
1: interesting one. Um. I mean, the husband says he suspects she was asleep. That was also my first thoughts. Um, it's a bit like your out of body experience. That's no, it's not dream. like my out of body experience. Um, that,
0: that was not a dream.
1: <laughs> that was a dream. Um, As I admitted
0: on the show, yeah, I, I, see, see, I see me seeing Louise Woodward's ghost, the the baby's killer. That's a dream.
1: Yeah. Um. I mean, they're getting up and they're taking the medication, so I can see how she's saying, "No, I must have been awake because I took the medication." But it's, I think, it's definitely possible to be in a kind of in between dream, like awake and asleep mm. state. Um, it's like when you start talking to me and you think you're awake, but actually you're half asleep, and you're like, "Back the blue sparrows," you know, or something like yeah, that. You yeah, just come out yeah. with like utter nonsense, and yeah. and sometimes you get like really frustrated really for not understanding what you're talking about. You know, <laughs> and you're like, "No, it was the green circus." Oh, what, what do you mean? And like sometimes you're asking me questions, and you get annoyed that I'm not answering. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, oh no, what I've just said? What bag do you want to take to the blue? Dragon, you know, like <laughs> yeah. You to, yeah, that does um, happen quite frequently, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Um so maybe it was kinda of one of those in between and out of and especially if she's kind of fallen asleep with her husband's massage in the head or you know, that's been the thing that they've done before they've gone to bed, you can kinda of settle back in and think that's what's happening. So
0: Maybe so in your mind, none of it paranormal.
1: Shockingly, no.
0: I know, yeah, for you. But I there is a thing which I forget, I'm sure it's like a Vitoga or something. There's an idea in norway or holland or around the, the that region mm. um of it's a known thing where they give it a name but it's like of someone sounding like they're coming home yes. and it's not Do you know like the, the dogs will bark they'll hear a key in the door yeah. footsteps and all this it's like a doppelganger but it's not it's
1: um yeah i see what you mean um well in a similar way to that. Like, isn't phone ringing syndrome mm. a genuine thing, that like genuinely recognised? Because yeah, it's so I've universal, it, yeah. so many people get it. It's like an actual, like, people recognise it. As being the a vibration
0: clip. in your leg where you're convinced you've got a text. Yes,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's a very interesting point, yeah. Mm. Okay, so let's actually go into the corner. Because of our little uh, review of April's email, it's only a short one, and I don't know how serious this person is, because they write it like they're not asked <laughs> about this at all. Um, but that's what we're going to look at today. When I find the Reddit logo. Reddit, where are you? Well, this is deeply annoying. I can't find the fucking thing. Hold on. Ah, there we go. Do
1: you need me to fill with updates on the Colleen Rooney Rebecca party? Situation? No one needs any updates on
0: Wagga the Christie. Um, we don't need to give the person a name because it's just a boring one. Regal 27. I thought
1: you just said we don't need to give the person a name. Well,
0: I thought I would because it said it was a boring one.
1: Okay. Welcome to Reddit Corner with Becca. This story is entitled My Mother-in-Law Haunting Me at a Fairly Decent Rate.
0: (laughs) already. Decent rate. How
1: interesting. Um, Let's begin. Let's begin. I live in Japan with my wife and kids. However, my wife's mum died of cancer-related issues and she decided to keep parts of the bones in the house. What? What?
0: What? Hello? When's that an option? Right. I mean, it's horrible that somebody's died, obviously. We're not making fun of that, but I've never, ever...
1: Is this a cultural uh, thing that we're unaware of? Maybe is this, it is. is I wouldn't like it to,
0: you know, be slandering. Some yeah. It just seems very strange here yeah,
1: okay. where we live. Yeah, yeah. this is unusual Unusual
0: for us, for us. let's put it that way. Okay.
1: Um, whenever I'm alone in the house, I hear many footsteps on the second floor and then I hear them all over quite often. These are solid times I was sure it was paranormal. Okay, Seems it's some certainty here. I've already filtered this for you. Yeah. The... So no
0: disagree here, yeah. Becca.
1: No. Um, the day of cremation, my two kids, wife and her sister, were at the dinner table. And then suddenly the kitchen sink water turned off and on like five times in a row. Dodgy plumbing. Okay.
0: We've had that. Not dodgy plumbing. But we cool. haven't
1: had that. There was a bag of tea that she usually made when she was alive. When she was alive. Not like now. Sorry. Um, and okay. It, and it was being... I'll dragged, edit that out because that's horrible. You <laughs> shouldn't. Um, and it was being dragged around the kitchen floor and falling like the first few weeks of her death. Sorry. Right. It was being dragged around the kitchen floor and falling. I presume that means four the first few weeks yeah. of a death. Three. I was about to drive out the house, then my mirror on the car folded, and the switch for it was so tiny and far from my far from any of my body parts. It was impossible for me to accidentally touch it. Okay. I mean, they can be quite stiff, in fairness. Like yeah. You know, like the either side view or rear view mirrors. Um, Four, my wife left for a week to her aunt's house with the kids, but I had work, so I stayed home myself. And it was the Obon season where spirits were supposedly supposed to come back. I walked past her altar and the candle next to her picture and bones fell. Well, that's just breeze, isn't it? If you walk past and a picture falls.
0: Yeah, but I I mean, I didn't know anything about this cultural phenomena of keeping an altar to someone who's dead. It must be just that culture who do it.
1: Yeah, Obon is the season... So it's a, yeah. it's a very unusual yeah.
0: thing for us to hear. I've never heard it. Not yeah. to say it doesn't happen, obviously.
1: Yeah, I wonder if the bone thing is part of this Must be. thing or, or not. We, we don't know. We just be. don't know. It might be. Ignorant you've got to some, it. You've got, some, you've got some research to do.
0: got some editing to do. tell you that much.
1: Year later, after the death, same Obon date again, wife decided to sleep in the living room floor with me and the kids so we can welcome the family spirits. Some weird static electric zapped my hand and hit it at the same time, which is the best I can describe it. Okay, so you got an electric shop. Uh, toys in my kids' room that requires buttons pressed, light up or activate, and buttons get pressed. Now, this I can empathise with. It's not a ghost, but it's toys. When I, so when I was younger, I had a Furby, right? Mm. Everyone had a Furby my age. It's yeah, like, absolute craze. Everyone was obsessed. Um, a little while after having the Furby, you know, the craze comes and goes. You mm-hmm. kind of still like the Furby. It's around, but it's no longer you focus. Um. My Ferby eventually went mental and it was petrifying. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was in the house on my own. I don't know why, because I was so young. What would you do and leave me alone? Right. Um, but yeah, I was in the house and it started. It just like started like, wow, and like, feed me or like whatever it does. And You know, like it's little ears ago and it's yeah. mouth would go and it like, I don't know, do stuff. Um, and it just started, like it it spasmed and it was just like and like saying whatever it used to say, and like, so when you take your Furby heart, you know, that kind of it really? just like started proper going. And I was a bit like, at first, I was like, oh, look at this, and then I started to get a bit freaked. Um, so when my stepdad came in, I was in the living room with the door shut, and it was in the hall at the bottom right. of the stairs because I put it away. And he was like, you're all right. And I was obviously a bit like, and I was like, the Furby's being weird. <laughs> he was like, right. So we went to look at it, and obviously it was just like the batteries like winded out or whatever, you yeah. know, like the Tajuaro, and he was like, we were you a bit freaked out? And I was like, I was a bit freaked out. <laughs> it's like, okay. Um, so yeah, I empathise with that one.
0: Okay, fair enough. Oh, there's more. I didn't realise yeah, there was there's
1: more. more. Sorry, uh, that's that was just a that was just an detour. anecdote. Yeah. Um, yesterday, in my gym. I have a personal gym in the house with blinds, and suddenly the blinds get slammed shut as if a hard breeze blew on them. Except the room had no the room sorry had no breeze because I kept all the windows shut and doors shut. And I was standing next to the window itself doing bicep curls and I didn't even feel any wind. These aren't half hard to read <laughs> out. Yeah. What do you lift, bro? <laughs> yeah. Um, right, okay. So the blinds moved and they reckon there was no breeze. Mm-hmm. Fine. Okay. Next. Uh, next and final. What made me share this now is 20 minutes ago. While I was playing a game app on my phone, my CPAP machine turned on by itself and also the TV in my room. What's a CPAP? Machine? I think it's
0: a thing that people have to help them with sleeping.
1: Right, okay. Um, and also the TV in my room. There was so much more, but too lazy to type. Um, <laughs> what would you all do in my situation? And then there's an edit. At this point, I'm not even scared anymore, just annoyed to the point that when I die, I hope I can meet her in the spirit world. I'm gonna <laughs> and I'm going to choke slammer. her and suplex her, especially for the side mirror folded on my car. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how they put lol? That's, yeah, Amazing. That's exactly
0: Fair play. I didn't know there was going to go into wrestling. That's fantastic. Yeah, I
1: know. Yeah, um, yeah. I just, just rage into the point that I hope, I hope they I have hope to like exist that. solely so that I can choke slammer. Amazing um, and suplexer. Um, yeah. And, and interesting, the bit he's most annoyed about is the side mirror folded on the car. Yeah, because that's the one in particular he wants to get a foot. He's not bothered about the rest of it.
0: So I mean, it's, it's interesting. So this Oban, I am going to have to look into it. I might do yeah. that for a Patreon episode. Actually, just um, yeah, so look you know, at the it's tales O-Ban. of Oban. Yeah. Oban, like the O-B- Scottish O-B- play. O-N. Okay, Oban. Yeah. Okay. O-bon.
1: Um, Yeah. Well, there Not you go. Um, I mean,
0: what do you make of that? Then I
1: feel from a bit because you know how mother in laws are like a, a renowned thing, aren't they? Mm. Like a, as a jape, and, yeah. And then feeling that like you're going to be haunted by one for all eternity would be like, for God's sake!
0: I know, yeah, yeah. Will yeah. you go away? Yeah, it's like there's a there's a there's I see that about. I think it's I think it's murder suicides. Yeah. You know where someone says, "I hate everyone in the school, so I'm going to kill them all. I'm going to kill myself." Mm. And then they do. And then there's like an image of all their ghosts and waiting for his ghost. And then he kills himself and like, oh, fuck. like, <laughs> what did you think was going to happen?
1: That's okay.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Well, thank you, Becca, for allowing us to do, Connor. And for your um, dissection of April's email. You're welcome. Um, anything else you want to add?
1: Um, no, I suppose, just to say how oh, you were like, when you were talking about the phenomenon of it, people thinking they hear a certain mm. thing coming home. Yeah. I, guess, I suppose that Bertonga kind of a sense or Shaka.
0: because... Shaka. Definitely not a word. Do
1: you mind? Go. Um, because, because there are certain things that you hear so frequently and become so familiar with, I think it would be easy if you hear anything that's similar to that to ascribe it to that when it's not necessarily, you know mm, what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, yeah, anything remotely similar. And I feel like you could be so sure of that and that's like one of the things about being human, you know, it's, it is it is in a way a form of pareidolia. Like, I hear this sound all the time and it always means this. Therefore, if I hear that sound again, it must be this. Yeah. And there's a, a cause and Or effect. if I hear
0: something that's 80% akin to that sound, my brain yeah. will make up the other 20%. Yeah, and say mm. it's that.
1: So I feel like there's a cause and effect loop missing there, which is human.
0: Okay. Well, thank you, Dr. West. Um. Okay, that's brilliant. Thank you. Well, we'll, of course, see you again next week.
1: Yes, you're welcome. Thank you for visiting Reddit Corner with Becca.
0: We and are. Thank you, April. We're all we're all thankful, See <laughs> Thank you, Becca. Au revoir. bye Bye.